Hello and welcome to Sex Time. So much has happened since that disaster episode we pushed out. It's been a while. I am using my headphones with the microphone on it. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you sound the same as normal. Oh, good. I am um, not. I just frantically closed all my other apps because I emailed um, support uh, about our issues <laughs> with the last episode. Oh, shoot. Let me close my other apps. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and do that. Um, everybody just like hang tight. Um, this is like art and you're all here for it. Okay. They're all closed. Okay. Wonderful. Um, we've been going almost a minute and the app hasn't shut us off yet. We're still there. (laughs) We're here. Okay. Hi, Badger. Hey, Kelly. It's been a while. It has. You were in New York and I had a terrible week and you didn't have such a great week either. Yeah, I um, was traveling with my dad and while it was a, um, I guess, um, valuable experience for me to go on a trip like this, it was also kind of difficult to be on it with a parent. I don't know why you brought him or why you made plans with him for like every single day of your trip. So initially I was going to go on the trip by myself, but um, best choice. Huh? Best choice. I, well, now I know that. Um, but I think that he he hadn't done New York yet, and he wanted to. And we, um, over the last couple of years, my family and I have been getting along very well. So I thought it would be fine. But my dad and I travel very differently. Um, and I kind of get frustrated by like my my dad was a very like typical tourist like would stop in the middle of the sidewalk and take pictures of things and like basically have people nearly like walk into him and things like that and I'm very much like do not draw attention to myself as a tourist and just kind of like move about as if I lived there oh so so you do that but it's laughable when I do that what are you talking about? I'm talking about when I started working on our very complicated campus, you would make fun of me for just charging ahead places. No, no And no, no, no. I was just confidently walking around learning where things were. So, like, the difference between me and my dad would be that he would just, like, stop and take pictures all the time. And I was just like, hey, I know what the direction is we need to be going because I had a map out on my phone. I wasn't walking places I shouldn't have been. But Neither was I. I. Was... Um... I don't have badge access to the places that I shouldn't be. But you were still going the wrong places. Yeah, but that's fine because I was learning where things were and I was walking around confidently and not just sort of stumbling through the halls. So let's say that you and I are walking This has been Kelly's contradiction corner, by the way, right now. God damn it. God damn it. But like, let's say that you... Oh, no, let's let's say that we'll do the exact same thing, but yours is okay and mine is not somehow. But I had the map. I knew where I was going. And I was learning where I was going in my learning method, which is to, like, loop around the perimeter a few times and then go in at different angles. 
I've missed you. Have you? I I've missed you so much. <laughs> so we got right into it with you being frustrated with me. Only because you were frustrated with me first. Whatever. <laughs> so neither of us wants to travel with your dad or each other or anyone else. No, no, no. We, we travel with each other fine. Do we? Where have we ever gone? To the Blurch. Oh, yeah. It's like a quick weekend trip. See, that's exactly the right amount, though. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And we have our own time during that, like during the race. Exactly. Because you run ahead of me and I struggle. And I wait for you, though. You don't need to. Don't pity me. I don't need your pity. Okay, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, it's been a while. Yeah, like one week podcast time, but two weeks recording time, I think. Right, and we haven't seen each other in about um, nearly a week and a half at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we used to not see each other for weeks and weeks anyway, so... It's I know. Fine. It's fine. Where everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think the app is working. Yeah, it seems to be. So So um, you're so you went to New York, you asked me to put together a scavenger hunt for you. I did. You didn't do anything on there. <laughs> well, let's be let's be real about what happened. I asked you to put a scavenger hunt together for me for the Thursday. I didn't have anything scheduled, but you had an unexpected um, thing happen in your life that delayed that. And so I wasn't really able to accommodate the thing that you set up for me. Do you want to talk about what happened? Um, Yeah, I think so. Just because we're one of the Adventure Time episodes uh, mentions this character. Yeah. Um, One of my, my very special guinea pigs marceline uh died very early thursday after a a brief illness that we detected wednesday so we took her in for stabilizing treatments and uh i actually i woke up at 4 19 in the morning and i just woke up and i knew she was gone uh so i ran out to check on her and she was still warm but she was gone so this so. is a really fun episode. Uh, Evicted is the name of the episode that I've really been looking forward to. And now it, it stings a little. And uh, because of the pushback I get with um, like, oh, it's just a guinea pig. First of all, uh, guinea pigs are, are worthy of the same amount of love and affection and attention that you'd give any other animal. Uh, and Marcy was just much more than than what her form was um i don't know how many words she understood but so i'll tell a quick story just to because i have a thousand stories about her but i'll tell a quick one that i think really encapsulates um me and marcy so after the election in 2016 uh, i was laying awake in bed and jordan came home after work and I sometimes I hear him talk to the animals and I just pretend to be asleep because it's so cute Um, and I heard him talking to Marceline and he said mama's really sad 
can you please be nice to her tomorrow? And the next morning, she, when I was just standing, staring in the ash heap that our world had become, uh, Marceline, like, waited until I was looking at her and looked at me and did this thing that she really never did. Uh, She just did these little jumps and capers and zoomed around her pen and just capered around for me. And it was really sweet. So I don't know what she understood of of language, but I think she understood meaning. And I lost her last week. You were so connected to to Marcy. And um, Marcy has informed a lot of um, how you view the world. And um, I think that she benefited so much from knowing you and being cared for by you. Um, and so I, I, um, I feel so much for you and Jordan about this because I know how special she was. She was. And uh, I really feel like she called me to come get her from the Humane Society because she had a a bad illness. They were treating it wrongly. She had been on an antibiotic that kills most guinea pigs, and she lived somehow. And we were not looking for a guinea pig, but I was, like, so compelled to to rush and get her, and we got her medical attention, and I think she just knew I was out there, and she needed to get me and make her better. We find the people and the animals, the animals who are people, we find the ones that we're meant to have in our lives. And sometimes they are, um, they need a lot from us. I, I have a cat on my lap right now who's been having digestive issues all day. Um, but it's, this is how it's meant to be. Um, and I know that she had a very good life with you. Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about sex in the city now? Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I watched this episode before you said that we were doing fanfic exchanges. Oh, so you watched it a while ago. And I uh, am not rewatching it. And I did not okay. rewatch it for this. So, I mean, I basically remember. Oh, basically. I didn't take notes on like whatever the huge problematic issues were. So we'll just give me some prompts and we'll talk about it. Um, So I believe this episode, I I did because I've been dealing with coming home from my trip and dealing with a cat with diarrhea. I didn't like record my uh, usual uh, preamble to the episode that I normally do. Um, so I didn't look up like the show description or anything like that. I believe the episode was called, um, it was called secret sex. Okay, good. I got that right. Um, and the premise is, um, Carrie, uh, is starting her relationship with Mr. Big and she also sees one of her guy friends who has a gal he really likes quite a bit, but he's ashamed of her. She's a cheesemonger. She works in a like an upscale deli or something like that, um, and he doesn't like think that she's the one, so he keeps it kind of secret that he's sleeping with her. But he also likes her quite a bit, 
And um, because of the nature of the restaurant they're in and um, not remembering people's names and weird introductions, she thinks that Big um, feels the same way about her that this guy feels about his um, paramour, essentially. Yeah, I think the modern day translation from like last year would be that this guy had a problem with the optics. Oh, yeah. And that's a very scandal word. Do you watch scandal? No. You should watch scandal. I, I don't want to. Okay, I'll watch it for the both of us. It's amazing. Carrie Washington's amazing. <laughs> well, we're dealing with a different Carrie that you picked. Oh, I know. Sorry. Carrie Washington's the real person though. She plays Olivia Pope. Anyway. So um I I find she asks this question of herself with her friend, I believe his name was Michael. Is he shallow or is he just honest? And I'm like, why not both? He's being honest about his shallowness. Mm-hmm. That he really likes this girl for the things that she offers, but he's also being honest that he doesn't find her as attractive as other women. And he would like to have somebody in his life that he finds more attractive, that his friends would be more receptive to. And, you know, I think it's like shitty to the girl he's sleeping with that he doesn't think of her as that attractive. Um, But it, you know, if that's not what he wants, it's not what he wants. And then ultimately that girl uh, finds somebody else (laughs) who, who isn't so hung up and like good for her. Yeah. Um, so I Carrie think... thinks that Mr. Big is doing that to her because he goes to like this really downscale Chinese restaurant and doesn't introduce her to some friends that they run into. Mm-hmm. So she kind of flips out and what happens? She, she shows up at his apartment drunk on champagne, which is like, let's be honest. It's kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to get drunk on champagne. Mm. I don't drink, so just another well, thing that I don't have in common with these people. She drinks a lot of cocktails, so if you are a regular consumer of cocktails, it's a little difficult to get like drunk drunk on champagne. And the amount of drunk she was when she showed up at his house was like two bottles. I would say. Yeah, fair enough. So she goes like, you didn't introduce me to your friends and keep showing Leb at this Chinese restaurant where like all of these like secret like all these people are going where they don't like to show off who they're going out with and you didn't show up to my bus unveiling. Where- oh, that was the B plot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so oh, this is, it was this is one of the most awkward things in television I've ever seen. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so Carrie's on on the bus ad, like the bus ad that she's on in the credits, which the opening credits are so weird. Like so almost surrealist. Sure, yeah. Um, but it's it's that bus that she's on the side of as an advertisement for her column, which I just... It, have to assume that must have happened in the 90s sometimes or maybe it's hyperboy i 
really don't know. We're we're like anthropologists of that era now. We don't really know um, print journalism from 20 years ago. We really don't know. Well, anyway, so they so the it's going to be on one bus, which is that can't be right. It's not like it's you a, get an ad for for one single bus that's on one single it, route. Well, but that's what mm, they're that's the premise here is that it's on one bus. But it's going down Fifth Avenue. And let me tell you, because I just went to New York, no buses go down Fifth Avenue that quickly. It was a cluster. <laughs> so they show up <laughs> at a bus stop in like whatever they normally wear, which is not practical clothing. It's not jeans. No. And they have champagne. And in, in like on the side of the, the street. Yeah in the bus stop and they all put on party hats so there are these four women drinking champagne in a bus stop wearing party hats (laughs) and the bus goes by and just somebody drew a dick next to her face on the bus ad that i found believable yes i don't know why she was so shocked and upset that yes so I um, I didn't see a shit ton of graffiti when I was there, but uh, yeah, if I had seen a dick drawn on like someone's face, I would have been like, yeah, that seems right. I wouldn't be surprised to see it here. I'm pretty sure I've seen it here a lot. Oh, definitely. So I I don't know why she's so worldly and yet so naive. And speaking of worldly yet naive, another one of the plots was Miranda starts dating this guy that she accidentally bonks in the head when she's doing kickboxing class. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be hitting off really well. And then um, he leaves uh, for work and lets her stay in the the apartment. And she starts snooping, which A, don't do. Like, I know the urge is there, but don't do it. And she finds um, he has a porn video hidden in one of his dresser drawers. A video, like a VHS. Literally a VHS. Um, And it's about spanking. And she is like so disturbed by it that she has Carrie come over to watch it with her. And and then she brings it up with him like jokingly. Oh, I would have thought you wanted to be spanked. And he gets like so upset about it that he never talks to her again. Um, So let's dissect this a little bit. Yes, I want to know what you would do if you were in the same situation, which let's just fiat that that you would be in that situation somehow. What would you do? Well, well, let's okay. I, I, I have stayed over at guys' houses before. One Um, guy. No, a couple of guys. And I don't want to get into it, but I've only like actually fully slept with one guy, but I've stayed over at a couple of guys' houses before and i've been in the position where i could have snooped but i didn't because i felt there was a certain like um do unto others of it you know so i I haven't snooped but if i had found um evidence of a certain like kink or you know fantasy or whatever i don't think i would have like fucking freaked out and like called a friend to come over and watch it with me yeah having somebody else over seems like a a violation of that space i think snooping in the first place does 
Um, but I do feel like if you have um, left somebody in your home, there's a reasonable expectation they might find something of yours. But um, no, I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't have been like, oh my god, Badger, come over. You would not believe this VHS that I have. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I, I think I can fully understand that people's, like, preferences when it comes to um, media of that nature don't necessarily translate into what they want in the real life, you know, necessarily. Sometimes it does, but it's not um, automatically the case, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're, you have your fantasy, and you know that it's a fantasy, and you don't want to act on it, and that's fine. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think we should um, necessarily criticize or make anybody feel bad about their preferences and that sort of entertainment, unless yeah, it is nobody's like, kink shaming on this podcast. No, 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 no. But unless it's like obviously something really wrong, like, like you illegal know. with non-consenting right. entities. And, right, right, right. But um, I think we all recognize that. Uh, everybody likes what they like and um, as long as everybody involved is um, consenting and um, you know what is it that Dan Savage says like GGG good giving game or something like that or Mm -hmm. yeah good giving game um, if everybody in it is like yeah we totally know what we're setting up for and we're totally fine with it that's all that needs to happen right Mm mm-hmm so I think Miranda, who is generally one of the most like critical voices um, and is the most cynical and a little less like beholden to other people's expectations. I feel like this is a really like oddly uh, atypical thing for her to do and a little fucked up. And if you're going to snoop in someone's house, like don't bring up that you snooped in their house to them like on date two yeah unless you found something that was disturbing enough that you wanted to to talk about it because you're like being in a sexual relationship with this person and what if you found some like really violent sex tapes well what if she thought that the spanking was violence well I don't think she should have brought it up glibly if she was really concerned I just it was so weird um on that note before we transition to what we really want to talk about what do you think about the rules that were kind of hammered in on this episode about the don't sleep with a guy on the first date thing oh yeah uh that's uh totally arbitrary and slut shaming yes some people just hit it off that quickly some people just want to do that and that's fine. Yeah. Like that's not a, that's not a referendum on your morality. Charlotte's whole thing is that she's trying to find a potential marriage partner. And so she's playing like the long con and trying to get somebody to be intrigued with her enough to stay with her for a long time. But like, uh, sometimes it's okay to just, you know, do what you're feeling like you want to do with the person at the time you want to do it. Yeah, what was happening with Charlotte? She said, like, I don't want to sleep with anybody. I want to string them along for at least 10 dates. 
10 dates. That's so many dates. That's so many dates. Um, and I am, uh, of the two of us, I am definitely who you would call the prude of the two of us. And I'm like, that's way too many dates. Yeah. Who even has time for that many dates? Right? Like, I can understand, like, the first date, if you don't know the person really at all, that would be, um, for me, probably something I wouldn't be willing to do. Um, but I feel like, you know, at this point, let's let's look at the actual context of, of Carrie and Big. They had run into each other several, like, a few dozen times, it sounds like. And they had tried hanging out before and there were some issues. So it wasn't like the date that they were on was the first time they'd really interacted with each other. Oh, that's right. Because she had her date with him and they slept together. And that's when they went to the funky Chinese restaurant. Right. But she that wasn't the first time she'd really interacted with him. So I feel like if it had been... Let's put myself, I'm totally putting my own lens on the situation. If I was in a situation where I had just met that person that night, I would probably be pretty reluctant to do that. But if I had known the person for a little bit beforehand and then the date went really well, then I might be more um, accepting of like letting that happen. And you'll want to know if his penis is normal. That is not always something I am, like, thinking about, but okay. That was tongue-in-cheek. There's no such thing as a normal penis. All the penises are fine. But you'd, you'd want to know if it's one that you could, like, dig with. <laughs> oh. So you've slept, you've slept with the one person. I've slept with one person. It's fine. It's fine. And I've also kind of accepted that I work better alone and um, I'm probably not going to sleep with anyone ever again. So <laughs> That's also fine. And you know what? If I'm making this decision of my own volition and no one else is influencing it, then that's the right decision for me. And I just, just because you shared, I'll share to you. I'm in a monogamous relationship and that's we bring up Dan Savage a lot. That's the price of admission for this. And I've decided that that's a price that's I'm willing to pay. Uh, I've slept with about 50 people, men and women. And that doesn't seem like enough to me. I don't know what, like, enough. Does enough have to be a thing? I don't know. But 50 doesn't seem like enough. I don't know. You and I are very different, but we are also very accepting of our facts. Our, of our differences yes and, and and honey if you're listening it's not a statement of intention it's it's just a thing that i said on this podcast that is going on the internet for everyone to hear he is the most chill person <laughs> <laughs> he is fine yeah he's fine yeah he and is. and despite the fact that he can't get his shit together for some things maybe ever he's a good dude he is <laughs> and super chill and I um, love being alone <laughs> <laughs> partly because of the stories that you hear me and, and your other dating friends say but partially because 
I just love coming home and everything's exactly how I left it unless a cat had an accident. (laughs) Kingsley Uh, and Nala are your boyfriend. No, they're my wayward children, just like I'm your wayward daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so sex in the city is weird as always. Yes, weird and problematic and oh gosh. I, uh, once we're done talking about Adventure Time, I do have, I have, it's part proposition and it's part announcement. Are you going to remember it or do we want to talk about it right now? I'll remember it. Okay. So do you want to talk about Adventure Time now? Yeah. Uh, so we watched Wizard. Yes. That is a, like, I think it's a really fair to middling episode. And it's one of those anomalous episodes that you get early on. Where these are not really characters that you see again. Mm-hmm. And there might be some significance tied in with some things that I made a note of. Uh, but not that significant. And not things you'd really find out of until about like, season seven. Great. <laughs> well, what did so, you think about it? Um, I thought it was, you know... Um, very similar to the um, uh, what is the memories of Boom Boom Mountain mm-hmm. um, in that uh, Finn finds himself in a position towards the end where he has to like save everyone and despite his um, questionable judgments things ultimately work out and I feel like I'm waiting for a time where he isn't validated um so in memories of boom boom mountain he is like trying to fix everything and he ultimately does and in in this episode he um goes through all these challenges with jake in order to get these like different levels of of advancement with wizard powers and at the very end he um gets the ultimate like wizard endorsement and he and two other old timers have to just be suspended and keep this uh, uh, meteor at bay. And then he's like, no, I'm a young person and I've got new ideas and I'm going to fix this permanently. And so he tries to get the village completely out of the path of the meteor. Um, and he can't do it alone. And ultimately he gets help and they, and they move the village and the asteroid or whatever shows up and he everything's fine and they're they're in this situation because they were basically grifted by a frog wizard uh run by like 10 tadpoles that all talk in unison which i found very funny especially when the one tadpole (laughs) slightly off (laughs) it's like you have to talk at the same time we do or no one can understand us i thought that was very funny um but but Jake is like, you know, I'm good with what I have. So he, he stops like one wizard course shy of becoming a full um, big star wizard. Yeah, he, he goes to sleep. Finn tries to use magic to wake him up when this crisis is happening. And Jake, without waking up, just says deflected. And, and, and uh, <laughs> it hits a rock and then the rock wakes up. And he's like, oh, God, I'm awake. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <Is it yes? laughs> 
<laughs> is coming. Um, so with the help of the other, the two other wizards who were suspended permanently trying to like thwart this asteroid from showing up, they were fleeing once they realized it was going to show up for real. But then they helped Jake and they moved the city. The asteroid shows up and, you know, detonates and hits and blows off everybody's clothes. And then they put the city back and everything's fine. Um, I, I think I'm looking for a moment in which things don't work out for Finn. It'll take a little while, but that will happen. And you might regret wishing for it. I'm not wishing for it, but I think that it is just more realistic that um, impulsive decisions and, um, you know, the ego feeding of these sorts of adventures, ultimately, they're not going to pan out the way that they have been. No, they will not. And there are there are a few like big overarching plots that are basically fuck you, Finn, you fucked up and it's not (laughs) fixable and you can't fix it. Great. And it's not going to get better. And you have to live with it. I don't think I'm looking for a catastrophic outcome. Yeah, well, but... you're not going to get what... <laughs> there will be a couple episodes that are, are the middling what you want. Things just don't go that well for Finn. But then there are some real bummers. So I think this episode was... Um... What is it? The Oh no, my kitty's slipping off my lap. <laughs> oh no. Come on, Nala, come back. She was very asleep. Um and she's not feeling very well today, so um she kind of just <laughs> became a cat pudding and slipped off my lap. Speaking of pudding, it sounds like she shat everywhere. No, she didn't she didn't. She was in the litter box, but her stomach was upset, so I needed to give her a bath to clean her up afterwards. Um, When I was in New York, the cats went to a place, a very, very great place where they um, had a luxury accommodations, but they're back today. And um, I think the, the, the change in environment has just affected her a little bit. She did really well there. She was, um, she was, ruling the place when she was there and everybody loved her Kingsley on the other hand is um, so happy that I'm home that he won't even let me sleep So, oh that's precious that's great he's like constantly nuzzling me and um, licking my face and stepping on my hair all night so that was wonderful wonderful that's great. It makes me really want to be a mother to a real human. <laughs> My dad did that on the trip. He was like, you know, I need a grandkid, right? No. No, you don't. No. No, you don't. No. Oh, God. <sighs> Can you imagine me with a human? Trying to raise a human that's unaffected by being raised by me as a person? No. I mean, it seems like a bad idea. Yeah, it is a bad idea. I'm fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want me to argue? No, 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 no. It's it's reassuring to know that you feel the same way. All right. So have we we've kind of gone over wizard? Yeah, I feel like this was one of the um, less 
inconsequential episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, let's go to the next one. Evicted. Evicted. And this is where um, Finn, and, Finn and Jake uh, find out that the home that they're inhabiting has been previously claimed by a character we've yet to meet, um, Marceline the Vampire Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she shows up and she's been on adventures and she's carved her name, her, her first initial into the house. So it's her, it's her house. Yep. And they like with none of their things, they leave BMO who hasn't really been introduced as a character. Uh, they just leave everything and they have Mm -hmm. to go find a new home. And then they sing the first of many songs that you'll hear on this show. And I love that song. I think it's super fun. And Dan Mintz, who is Tina on Bob's Burgers, is the one that mm-hmm. sings it. So I went and looked it up afterwards because I felt like it was somebody that I was familiar with. But um, it, I, I don't even know who I thought it would have been. Um, some like indie rocker. I don't know. <laughs> no, that was um, Dan Mintz. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I feel like this was a um, I feel like Finn is a very much an adolescent in, in this episode. He's 12. Um, it's it's canon that he is 12 in this episode. Right. But it um, as much as he loves like Princess Bubblegum and he feels very like um, sheepish and blushes when he's interacting with Princess Bubblegum, even though Marceline is like literally throwing him out of his home and physically attacking him he blushes when he interacts with her because um she's a girl and yeah she's, she's a sexy vampire lady and she's giving him some affection so that that um i think is a nuanced uh feeling that he would have of like she's a threat but also she's cute you know mm-hmm. um, so i kind of like that because i feel like that's kind of <laughs> adolescence in a nutshell. Like I'm terrified, but I find you attractive. <laughs> One of my so I love this song with the the montage mm-hmm. of different places that they they try to go. Like they right. they build a little structure underneath what appears to be sort of a big rock, uh-huh. and it gets up and it's a bird and starts stomping on them. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then they um, ultimately find a cave, which is um, not up to standard. And then they fix it up. And then Marceline shows up and it is, um, oh, look, that's another place that she had claimed before. And so she's kicking them back out. And in the process, she and, and Finn get into it violently. And she turns into like this aggressive bat-like creature. And... Um, in in the interaction, it appears that she has killed Jake. Yes, um, and and so Finn freaks the fuck out, and he um, gets very physically violent with her. Yes, um, I think that's one of my favorite lines in this episode, which is one of my favorite episodes of this season, maybe of the series. Uh, when 
Finn says that she can have the cave. His home is with Jake. And she says that she's going to take Jake then. Mm-hmm. And then Finn like knocks Jake out of her hand somehow. And she says, no one makes me let go of Jake. Like it's this <laughs> thing that's been happening. <laughs> like it's an established standard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but it turns out Jake has in his um, abilities to shift his body into multiple shapes and change things around. He has shifted his vital organs and his blood into his thumb. And so he wasn't killed mm-hmm. by Marceline and he's fine. And um, Finn and Jake ultimately get their tree house. This is the second time that Finn believes Jake has died. I'm sorry, what was the first one? I can't remember. When that giant swallowed him in the Enchiridion. Oh, yes. And, and then Like, Finn, I killed like, him already. And then Finn, with his tears in his eyes, <laughs> is like, I'm going to get vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks the giant in the nuts. <laughs> and the giant barfs. <laughs> this is a fun show. It is. Um, I, um, I, I, I know of Marceline. I know she will be back. Um, I know that she is a character that will show up again in the series. Um, I had always thought, um, in my very, like, basic understanding of the series that she was a friend. And I kind of, uh, question that now knowing what they went through in this episode whether or not they're chill with each other essentially well uh you know allow the relationship to develop as as one would is she also an adolescent no she's a vampire she's like a thousand years old but isn't there i don't want to get spoilers i know you yelled at yell at me when I ask questions but um, doesn't she have a dad who like has some control over her situation no but it is a, like a very if you take away like the whole vampire and demon and hell uh, aspect it's like a very typical sort of estranged father daughter relationship hmm Um, so I, um, I enjoyed these two episodes. I, um, I found it a little hard to get into the, um, the one with the wizard. Yeah. And that's fine. That, that one's a little all over the place. But I, I did, um, overall enjoy both of them. I liked the <laughs> the second one with the um, worms aren't allowed on the bed thing because um, I have a rule in my house, the only rule in my house, which is no cat butts on pillows, which is um, constantly broken. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> every time Kingsley's on my bed and he puts his butt on a pillow, I go, no cat butts on pillows. <laughs> and... I feel like very um, connected to Finn because <laughs> no worms are allowed on the bed. Mm-hmm. So at the very end of that one, the big worm comes down and like 
has this weird like I don't know electromagnetic ray that he shoots out and makes Finn and Jake hug him is that a thing this is gonna come up again it will but it comes up like a long time from now I don't remember when <laughs> but it's there very... you'll see episodes that are attached to each other but they show up out of sequence or multiple seasons apart it's very weird it is um but I, I enjoy that. Well, good. Uh, I don't know what episodes are next that we're watching, but I hope that you like them. And we'll talk about them. And then we'll yes. do this podcast that we continue to do. That, um, you know, like a dozen or so people listen to every time. I mean, is it really a dozen I think so, because um, the last episode we posted, the one with all of our technical difficulties, there are at least 13 listens that aren't me. But that could also mean someone started it and was like, oh, this is terrible, and stopped, and that would count as a whole listen. Yeah, you know what? It does count as a whole listen, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Uh, Well, should we do shout outs? We're supposed um, to do them at the top of the episode. You know what? I think it's okay we made them wait this time. Because it's like if they really love us, they'll stick it out. And by them, you mean Emily. Emily. <laughs> Emily. Um, I think at some point we want to um, try to get Emily on here to prove she's a real human. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, we might have a way to incorporate her in the in a future discussion, maybe of a fanfic or something of the sort. We definitely want to hear from her. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, I want to do a shout out for Lisa. And I want to do a shout out for Kate. And um, Broccoli. Haven't heard from Broccoli that much. Uh, We got that weird tweet about, like, here's what listening to sex time is like. And it was an Adventure Time gift. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea what this means. No, no, that makes sense. (laughs) Shout out to Broccoli on Twitter. Um, Our coworker, Will. Does he get a shout out this time? Why? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. Therefore, I haven't harassed him in a while. He knows what he did. Um, <laughs> Will's great so shout out to Will Will's my nemesis and I will um, get him mm. I really like Will so I think maybe I'll be your nemesis too you and I know we are each other's nemesis yes but we all know that my worst enemy is me <laughs> <laughs> that's true Nobody can pull one over like like you can pull one over on you. I I could never have like tricked you into going on an expensive week long vacation with your dad. You had to do that. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I I don't know why. That's the answer my parents gave me when I asked them why they had children. (laughs) It seemed like a good idea at the time. Well, this was this was a weird way to try to make peace with that. I know. What if they listen to this at some point? Uh, they won't. Probably not. Why would they? Why would anyone? Why does anyone? People are. 
um, that we know of. Baffling. <laughs> uh, so do you want to hear my big, my big idea slash proposition? Yes, yes. Yeah. So we're we're gonna do this. We're gonna watch all the Sex in the City, all the Adventure Time, uh, and then then what will we do? Well, here's my idea. Mm-hmm. The next season, so to speak, season two should be literary. It should be a book club where I make you read something that I've already selected that you wouldn't normally read or that you might not like. And you make me read whatever it was that you wanted to. Sweet Valley High, probably. I love Sweet Valley High. Oh, my God. (laughs) You don't understand. Stop it. Um, I don't. That's why we have this podcast. Are we doing this between seasons? Because we still have a way to go before we're done with season one of both Sex and the City. Oh, no, no. I mean, I mean, at the end of end of this whole run like we, oh my god this will take forever yeah so we watched all of the sex in the city we watched all the adventure time does sex time have to end no. or do you have to read something what would you suggest that i read i don't want to say um in case you i don't know read it ahead of time and decide you, you know like it. i won't read it ahead of time i'm so tired I'm not going to read anything. Okay. I've not read a single book this year. Either Moby Dick, which I like. I've read. Then not Moby Dick. Uh, or the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Silmarillion. Oh, I've read the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but not the Silmarillion. But have you read it recently and really thought about it and talked about it? You know what I'm going to make you read? <laughs> the Babysitter Club. Product. No, the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> I read the sequel to it. It was so bad. I can't wait to make you read it. You know what a bad one would be? It would be like Bridget Jones's Diary. Is that a book? Yeah. I don't even know that. How do you know that? I know things. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so that's my proposition slash big idea is that I read a chapter of Sweet Valley High, and you read a chapter of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh my! God. And then you we really we talk about keep, that. We just keep the media being as disparate in quality as possible. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about Lord of the Rings. I'm very excited to talk about it already. This is like two years from now. I know. And okay. I'm still going to be excited about Lord of the Rings. And if I'm not, I've been kidnapped and replaced. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's true. Um, okay. I, um, I'm very glad we finally got to record an episode without interruptions. Yeah. In retrospect, I was playing Pokemon every time we tried to record. Oh, were you? It's hard for me to pay attention to everything that I say because I try to forget it the second that I say it just out of, like, self-defense. So, anyway, we got through an episode without you fucking it up. And I, the whole time, (laughs) thought it was my fault. (laughs) And I shouldn't have said anything, but, you know, I did. I, I admit it. 
honesty is important. It's a foundation of our. Twas I this. killed the anchor app. <laughs> oh, I feel absolved. <laughs> this is like when I found out at work that I didn't fuck up someone's time card where he accidentally got overpaid thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Oh boy. Anyway, um, I'm glad to be home. I would I'm be glad too. You're home, yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Beth. I hope that your Twitter feed is like a little less distressed now. Yeah. Did is. you have any fun? I mean, I did. We went. You've been planning on this for over a year. No, like five, ten years, probably. Um, But you picked out the dates over a year ago. Yes, um, I I did have some really good experiences. The amateur night at the Apollo was a lot of fun. Um, I think that that was unexpectedly one of the best things that we did, and I would recommend everybody. I think they only do two a month, maybe. It's on a Wednesday night, I think twice a month or maybe even once a month. Um, it was definitely worth doing. And then the um, the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, was amazing. Um, I was expecting just art, 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 blah, 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 art. But uh, there are reconstructed, like, uh, 16th century Italian churches. And you just, like, walk into a room and suddenly you're, like, in the actual cathedral or um, like study room or whatever it is, or a Parisian apartment from the um, 17th century or whatever it is. That sounds really cool. I want to do mushrooms and go there. It was amazing. I was um, not expecting it, but they had like reconstructed an entire Parisian hotel, essentially. And you walk into like every room, like the receiving room and then the actual bedrooms and everything. It was like I um, was in the Louvre again, because if you've gone to the Louvre, you see the apartments, the Napoleonic apartments. It was amazing. Um, and I ate a lot of cheeseburgers when I was there. <laughs> uh, um, I was trying to find like the best cheeseburger in New York, and I don't know that I found it, but I ate a lot of them. <laughs> um and we had some really good weather and uh, the Empire State Building was unexpectedly beautiful and I'm really glad I did it. And I'm really glad I'm home because the Northwest is really where I'm meant to be. Well, good. Can you hear me? Plus, yes. Okay. Yeah. There's, there, well, the, there's something going on with my mute button. It oh, looks no, like I'm you. muted. You're not. Okay. At least not to me. Uh, Well, we could do at some point a special edition of this podcast where we go on a vacation that I want to go on, which is camping. Um, We should definitely record when we go on the Blurch trip. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. Way to dodge camping Um, with me. (laughs) But if I, I can make camping with you work, maybe, probably. It'll be fun. Okay, I believe you. I don't have any spare stuff, so don't know what to do about that. I will sleep in my car. No, then it's not camping. No, I have a spare mat. You can borrow a sleeping bag from someone. We'll just sleep outside. Why don't you just, like, not invite Jordan? He's not already not invited. But doesn't he have, like, stuff? He's got some stuff. 
Yeah, I'll just take his stuff. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make it work. Yeah. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. I really want to go backpacking, but I feel like taking on a backpacking trip would be the worst idea in the world. (laughs) What's the sound I make that I don't even know that I'm making? So when we're hiking, until I said something, because it was just making me enraged uh you would make this sound <laughs> and i have no memory of making this just, i like, repeatedly I... when you're walking when you're standing when we're taking a break and you know that I own up to how horrible I am. So I would admit to it if I remembered it, but I literally don't remember. But you doing stopped that. doing it, so you must know that you're doing it because you stopped. No, I just must must consciously be just like, don't make any weird noises or Badger's going to hate you. <laughs> um, I really don't remember making those noises. I really don't. I'm, I try to believe you. I want to believe you. The important thing is that you stopped. And the important thing is that if you start again, I will bolt ahead and I will leave you in the woods. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm glad to be home and I'm glad that I'm going to see you soon. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, I think. Yeah. I missed you. I missed you too. Okay. Well, I think we should leave it there. Yeah. I'm going to go eat supper. Oh, sorry. Gonna... Dinner. Yeah, don't my, my evening meal. I'm going to go take banana bread out of the oven. Okay, that sounds good. Um, did you use wheat in that? Because if not, bring it tomorrow. I use wheat in all of it. But I will bring you something gluten-free at some point. Okay. I promise. Yeah, it's going to okay. be one raw egg. All right, we'll talk Stop to you it. later. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, bye.